ಅಚಿದಂದ ಪರಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ಪುರುಷೋತ್ತಮ ಪರಮಾತ್ಮ ಶ್ರೀಭಗವತಿ ಸಮೇತ ಶ್ರೀಭಗವತೆ ನಮಃ grand evening my loves so this mantra that i'm playing right now in the background i'm playing it to really kind of set the tone and hmm, really like i'm i'm wanting to feel the vibration of this mantra at this particular time this particular mantra is called the Mula mantra or the oneness mantra and it is a mantra that seeks the blessings of the supreme being who created everything sustains everything and protects us it's a universal mantra for anyone who believes in the existence of a supreme force so you know this mantra resonated with me first on my journey you know because when you come into awareness things feel like you're standing on shaky ground because everything that you were taught or thought that you knew comes into question when your mind when your third eye really when your eye opens when the crown opens to the source you know this mantra connected with me first because it is a all encompassing mantra you know for any walk of life that believes that there is a higher existence and a a force that created and controls everything in the universe and i want to break down the literal meaning of this mantra over the years since i've gotten into mantras um listening to them wanting to make sure that i know what i'm saying um of unknowingly learns a little hindu and stuff along the way <laughs> so the beginning of this mantra is om which is the vibration the universal vibration and it goes on into sachita ananda and that really kind of translate into oh supreme consciousness and bliss the next word is paribrahma and that basically translates to oh supreme creator and 
<laughs> the next word is porisho tama. Oh, supreme being. Parama tama. Oh, supreme soul. Shri Bhagavan. Hold on. Shri Bhagavati. There we go. <laughs> Shri Bhagavati Sameta. Oh, Divine Mother, along with Shri Bhagavate Namaha, the Divine Father, I bow to you. You know, this mantra is believed to have the power to transport one's mind to the state of ultimate calmness and bliss. And... It's said to, when you're chanting or listening to this mantra, it is really believed to cause the supreme energy that manifests everywhere in the universe to get stronger around you. It evokes the supreme God asking for protection and freedom from all sorrow and suffering. It's a prayer that adores the great creator and liberator who out of love and compassion manifests to protect us in an earthly form. I'm going to let you guys listen to this again. today while I run this podcast Um, so I really wanted to invite God into this conversation you know Um, today happens to be a new moon and the new moon is you know the beginning and in the beginning of something there has to be an end to something (laughs) for there to be a beginning Um, and I don't know about y'all but um, I've been really feeling the doors shutting in different areas of my life and in the space that I'm in 
I'm not questioning it. I am, you know, really rooted and grounded and flowing right now. And I know that other people that may not have already been working on themselves might be feeling this turbulence or what may feel like turbulence, actually. And I'm not saying that it wouldn't appear to be, whoa, Megan, whoa. (laughs) On the outside, looking into my situation. But what I'm saying is that I'm just breathing through the process and I'm really just allowing for whatever needs to happen to kind of just happen right now without me wondering why or questioning or any of that. I'm just really just staying present and grounded and remembering that I'm supported and protected in every single area of my life. So... No matter what things may appear, the foundation of this is I'm supported and protected in every single area of my life. I spoke a little bit about this trifecta of eclipses that we're in. And right now we're rounding out this eclipse in Leo, you know, and when I think about Leo, I think about the people in my life that are Leo's. And I look at them as real steadfast and strong. And they are really the epitome of a lion. They're walking around flashy and, oh, so strong. But they need that clan with them, though, to stroke that ego, you know? And... That can be good and bad, you know, and it's not ever good to stroke an ego because as we discussed, I really love the acronym that Deepak Chopra uses for ego edging God out. You know, we we do ideally need our tribe around us because it's iron sharpening iron. But the Leo sits, the lion sits at the head of the clan. And more so there too, you know. Not that they don't work in unison with each other. But there is a time that the power play is really in effect there. You know, and there's something that I tell my kids about leaders every day. Because for you to walk in the light of a leader, you really need to know what that means. In the world of social media and in our current state of mind frame, people are looking for something to follow. And to be very honest with you, I don't want nobody to follow me. (laughs) Because sometimes I don't even know where I'm going in the path. I'm going down ain't for everybody. So I'm not looking for people to follow me. But I am looking for people to join me on a journey of enlightenment, of bettering themselves, of holding themselves accountable, of looking in the mirror and saying, yo, this is me. Am I comfortable with who I am right now? And being real with themselves in those moments. I'm asking for people to join me. So I tell my kids, you are a leader. 
But don't ever ask nobody to follow you. Always ask them to join you. You know, hold people accountable to be their individual selves, to be who they are. So, you know, this, and I'm saying all of that because this trifecta of eclipses started with the blood moon eclipse. And that eclipse was really calling us to shut out some things and get in tune and attuned with ourselves. And some of us didn't pay attention to that vibration that was out there that was making us feel like, "Mm, we need a little solitude. And, "Mm, you know, I love you, but I really kind of need this time to myself to kind of process what's happening with me. We might have had things that were popping up from our past because of all of the planets in retrograde. And to be honest, those planets were just still while the other planets were still moving, which to me is a profound calling to be still with that many planets being still causing what's being called a retrograde things from the past to pop up, you know, to say, hey, look, you ain't dealt with me yet. You thought you could sweep me under the rug, but yo, you need to sweep around your door. And really clean that, clean that up, you know. That's what those retrogrades really were calling for us to do, to be still, to deal with our own shit, you know. So um, right now we're closing this out and it's beautiful that it's on a new moon and the new moon shows the forthcoming of new beginnings of I hope for you beautiful endings you know um I um know that for myself I've realized that I'm so proud of myself and how far I've come in my healing you know and I feel extreme gratitude and gratefulness just being a facilitator just being a vessel for God to use me to show people what it really what really can happen when you take initiative to be present in your life and be present with who you are and um, be true to you you know Um, and I really I really believe that that's what the last few months have really been calling us to do is be true to who we are draw on our authentic selves I mean it's called on me so much so that I wanted to do daily reads of this amazing book Um, Simple Abundance, the day book of comfort and joy, which is about the journey into being your authentic self. And I even the other day took a moment to look up the author and found out how amazing (laughs) this author to this book is. And by the way, her name is Sarah Ban Brethnak, just in case you want to look up the book. And 
finding out how really amazing she really is in all of the other best-selling books that she's written and like how really rooted and grounded she is in her spirituality made me want to reach out to her you know and just be like hey kindred spirit (laughs) like i'm so thankful for you because your book really dropped into my life out of nowhere at a the most pristine time you know um and it just was really comforting knowing that this is like a real person that follows her faith and sits in her true authentic gifts you know the read for yesterday was so amazing and I apologize that I didn't get on here to do it um I want to kind of just do a brief run through over what yesterday's read was about and um then I'm going to do the real read for today And to be honest with you, actually, nah, strike that. What I'm going to do is I'll come back to you guys a little later, um, possibly after my moon circle, because I'm pretty sure I feel a lot of energy after that time and really want to talk about whatever we experienced. Um, And I um, know that... I will want to come back to you guys, so I'm going to save today's read for that time, because the read today, the read today, I mean, the read for yesterday was so, so, like, in tune and in touch with so many, on so many levels, with so many things, and I know this is going to resonate with so many people, um, because my mind came to thinking of plenty of people that I knew in my circle that would be feeling some of these things that were written here. So the title of it is Calling Forth Our Gifts. And of course, you know, they always start with a quote. Do not weep. Do not wax indignant. Understand. I'm going to read it again. Do not weep. Do not wax indignant. Understand. Raj Spinoza. You long to call forth your gifts, to explore your talents, to discover and recover your creativity. But where do you begin? You begin by offering an open heart and a willingness to serve. The artist is a servant who is willing to be a birth giver. Writer Magdalene E. L. England tells us in Walking Out on Water. Now, she goes on to say to us, I believe that each work of art, whether it is a work of great genius or something very small, comes to the artist and says, Here I am, enflesh me, give birth to me, And the artist either says, my soul doth magnify the Lord and willingly becomes the bearer of the work or refuses.
Whether or not we serve is entirely our choice. God's first gift to us is free will, which distinguishes mortals from the angels who, after having seen the glory, joyfully exchanges free will for the passion of serving. Being higher than the angels, we can have the best of both worlds, free will and the passion of serving. Perhaps one day we'll realize it's not the will of God we need to fear as much as being left to our own deceits and devices. We can always choose to say no to the next Worthering Heights, the piano, or whatever the next big thing is. Sorry, find someone else. (laughs) And spirit will. To be fair, sometimes we don't literally use those words. Sometimes we say, sorry, I just can't get my act together right now. Come back later. So the great creator moves on until the willing artist with the open heart offers to become the creative conduit. This scenario goes a long way toward explaining why you are heartbroken, bewildered, and furious when after diddling around for years, someone else takes out a patent on an infant carrier that resembles the one you designed for your first baby, distributes her greeting card line for a single parent while yours is half finished in the drawing board, trademarks the name of your fantasy store, nationally syndicates the same column topic you've been writing in your head for the last five years but never got around to marketing or wins the Pillsbury Bake Off with a chocolate decadent cookie recipe just like the one you've been perfecting through years of family taste trials. (laughs) Now I don't mean that someone else has literally ripped off your exact book design, name, or recipe. What I'm talking about occurs when someone else introduces into the world a creative idea so similar to yours, it makes you swoon. You feel crushed, but you're also freaked. How on earth could this be possible unless somebody read your mind? Well, it wasn't your mind that was tapped. It was divine mind. Remember, before anything exists on earth, it exists fully formed in spirit. The great creator does not play favorites. Each of us came into being to carry on the recreation of the world through our gifts. And while you are offered many dizzying opportunities in a lifetime, Spirit only comes once for each work seeking creative expression through you. Then moves on. The bottom line is that the work must be brought forth. If you don't do it, someone else will. So when that great idea flashes across your mind, surrounded by light, pay attention. Once it exits in your mind, I'm sorry, once it exists in your mind, realize that other brainwaves soon will be able to pick up the creative energy pattern if they are receptive. 
Think of your mind as a satellite dish. Creative celestial messages are continuously being transmitted. The frequency is jammed, privy to your soul only for an infinitesimal priority moment. Just long enough for you to lift up your heart, accept the assignment, and give thanks. Is the idea absolutely fabulous? Can you see it completely finished in your mind's eye? Does it take your breath away? Novelist Gail Godwin tells us that some things arrive in their own mysterious hour, on their own terms and not yours, to be seized or relinquished forever. So for God's sake and your own, just say yes. Carpe diem, yo. Namaste until we meet again, my loves. Peace, love, and coconut oil hair grease. Holla.